Hey, this is Pastor Mark. You do not want to miss this week's podcast. You're going to laugh till you cry, but it's good tears. They're good tears. So, man, tune in. Listen to this podcast. It's going to inspire you, encourage you, and, and prayerfully help bring change that you desire in your life. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Good morning. Would you stand with me, please? And uh, those of you the first time here, we just hold our Bibles up. We have a Bible confession. If you can lip sync, it's all right. If you don't have a Bible, it's okay. We just do this because the words from our lips make a difference. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what the Bible says I can do. Today I'll be taught the Word of God, and I boldly confess my mind is alert My heart is receptive, and I'll never be the same again. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Well, per my wife's directive, I have some announcements I need to make. (laughs) We're getting ready for the holidays. This uh, Thursday's Thanksgiving, and I will be preaching next Sunday as well. Uh, So for those of you that have family in from out of town, I'll be here. Uh, We've got a whole holiday schedule. You may have received this when you came in. Please look at it carefully. we have an angel tree. We're doing something different this year. Uh, rather than, and please pause, maybe it's my age, I don't know what it is, but, you know, a lot of times uh, seniors are overlooked. My mother spent the last six years of her life in senior living, uh, actually ended up in a memory unit, uh, and it was, it was a really tough time. Uh, when I would go visit her, there would be numerous uh, people in the home that, that had no visitors, and I would go around and visit as many as I could just, just to love on them. And uh, so this year we decided to adopt War Acres Nursing Home as our, uh, the people we're going to give to, project if you will. Uh, We have already purchased uh, for the women uh, scarves, pink scarves with mosaic logo on it. And the men are getting hats. How many of you know men like hats? And, uh, and then we've got them blankets. All of them have uh, monogrammed mosaic on them just to, to let them know, remember, this church loves you. Uh, and we're also, now we, the church is, if you want to help with that, we, like I said, we've already ordered it, church is paying for it. Uh, if you want to help give toward that, that would be wonderful. And then we're also offering uh, the opportunity for you to take a candy cane, which is for men, off the tree or a snowflake uh, for the women. And, and we're asking that you, uh, here are the, the things that you can buy, robes, house shoes, fluffy pillows, drawing pads, pencils, word search books, cards, pens, and stamps, puzzles, playing cards, fingernail products, hairbrushes, hygiene products, uh, all of those things, and you can bring them back to the church. Uh, they need to be back uh, unwrapped, by the way. We'll wrap them. Uh, by December 13th, and then on December 20th, after the 11 a.m. service, we're going just down the road to the nursing home, and we cannot go in, but we're going to go, and we're going to deliver the packages and just wave at them from a distance, and those of you who feel courageous enough to sing, uh, I would not be one of those, uh, so I'll lip sync, I'll Millie Vanillium. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> you have to really be old to remember that, don't you? Um, and so anyway, uh, that's happening. So we want you to today stop by the Christmas tree there and uh, pick up a candy cane and or a snowflake. Also, uh, the children's program will be happening November 29th. Uh, or actually, we'll begin preparing for that. It's not the program. It's actually on 20th of December at 11 a.m. only so that parents are not bringing their kids to both experiences. 
Uh, and so the December 6th, the children will be preparing for the Christmas program. Uh, December 13th, uh, all the gifts are to be returned. Uh, December 20th, so your kids, it's important that your kids start being here to prep for that. And uh, on the 24th, we'll be having a 5.30 p.m. Uh, Christmas Eve worship experience. And so I want to ask you to go ahead and put that on your calendars. And then uh, that's kind of the schedule. You can get this as you exit today. I'm sure I missed something, but uh, it wasn't for lack of effort. Okay, turn your Bibles to the book of Mark, if you would, uh, chapter 11. Um, I, I began a couple of weeks ago talking about blessing. Um, in times like these, it's, um, it's a greater challenge to declare what you cannot see because what you do see is so right in your face. So what, what I want to get us to start doing is to start seeing God's Word working in our lives and in the world. Um, there are a lot of talking heads. That's what we call commentators on television, talking heads. They are getting information from somebody who's getting information from somebody who's getting information. Uh, it, it's the nature of fallen mankind to gravitate toward negativity, toward disaster, toward tragedy. But as people of God, we gravitate toward the blessing of God, the goodness of God, the mercy of God, the great things that we know lie ahead. Uh, we, we don't know how things play out. For instance, I was just telling a couple this morning, what would I have done had I been one of the 12 disciples? I'm sure if I would have replaced one of them, I would have been the Apostle Peter. It's my nature. Uh, it's not always good, but I'd be cutting off ears if somebody came after my Lord. And, uh, but, but when I started thinking about it, I'm thinking, what did the other disciples think when they found out who Judas was? What do you do with a Judas? Now, you say, well, it's real easy. We take him out. Well, they weren't Italian, okay? So, you know, they, they had to deal with this, this idea that Jesus tipped his hand and, and told them who was going to basically betray him. Now, we have to understand in that moment, that was a divine ordained person. If there was no Judas... Jesus would not have made his trek to the cross. Now, there's all kinds of debate about where Judas might be or where he might not be, but Judas was a key player in getting Christ to go to the cross and die for our sins. So we don't always understand the plan of God, the strategy of God, and the people that God uses. As a matter of fact, sometimes the people that God might choose to use in your life that rub you the wrong way are there very people that are going to make you the person Jesus wants you to become. Don't pray roughness out of your life. Don't pray annoying people out of your life. I'm going to get to a point here in a minute. I think you're already getting it. We don't understand the ways of God or the thoughts of God. So in this hour that we're, in which we're living, I often think, God, okay, I'm trying to follow the strategy here. Now, we all love Jesus here, or we want to love Jesus, which is why you're watching, and you're trying to figure out 
First off, does Jesus love me? Because that was my big question. How could Jesus love somebody like me? That's the toughest question to answer because we know the depths of our heart, the darkness of our soul. We all know that. And the question we have to ask ourselves is, how could God love somebody like me? Well, because God is love. That's who he is. So if we can answer that question, then it gives us the, the next question, how can I love God? You say, what do I have to offer God? Let me tell you all God's asking from us today, and this will sound terribly uh, ridiculous, but he's, all he's asking for is our sin because he's already paid for it. He's saying, now will you give it to me because I paid in advance for every sin that you would ever commit. And that really gets tough because we go, but God, I'm a horrible person. I've done all these things. And then God's saying, but that's why I sent Jesus. None of this strategy really makes sense to our human brain because it's so contrary to how we think. If somebody does me wrong, I'm going to do somebody wrong. If somebody hits me, I'm going to hit them back. This is our way of thinking because it's a defensive posture. But God went on the offensive a couple of thousand years ago and said in advance, I'm not going to play the defensive game. I'm going to offensively do an end run, and I'm going to save or give opportunity for every person that's ever been on earth an opportunity to know me. So in these dark times, uncertain times, whatever you want to call them, we have to go, God, what, what's going on here? Now, this is not my message, so I'm... I, trying to fill this out, because I, I, I'm thinking through this as I'm praying every day, and I'm kind of going, God, what, what are you up to? And, and I have numerous children, <laughs> numerous. Two of them live on the West Coast, and if you're watching from the West Coast, don't get mad at me, just hang on for a minute. We have to understand our nation is, is divided in so many ways, culturally, politically, spiritually, in every way. And the influence of a culture has never been more real to me than it is right now. I, I, I mean, I've always talked about vision, and vision is important, and the Bible tells us to have it, but culture is the platform for vision. And so the cultures are being laid out in different states right now. And I just got to be me, and if that means nobody shows up or you turn me off, that's fine. But here's the reality. Be careful what you're listening to and who you're listening to. The Bible is the only thing that we can hold on to that is absolute truth. And so for about the last two months, I woke up one day, and I, I, I don't care for social media. I'm just a little too old for it, and, and I don't like what I see on it for the most part, but as a pastor and a Christian leader, I feel like I need to be on there, and, and I have some pretty quippy little thoughts. You guys know I, I have the gift of sarcasm, and, and I'm not sure where that gift came from, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't heaven. And so I've had to guard my thoughts and, and guard my words, and I, I do believe that the, the debates that are going on in our country, in our nation, are, are, are very real. I believe there are a lot of very sincere people from, from every side. But, but here's the reality. 
I started posting scripture. God just really put it in my heart. Just do nothing but a scripture a day. I don't know if any of you have noticed it, but just, just to put his word out there, because my word might change you, it might not, but it's just my word. It's not eternal. It's just temporal. His word is eternal. And if we would turn our hearts, our minds, and our eyes to the word of God, it will not return void. So I began posting those things, and I'm talking to my kids on the West Coast, and, and, and I, I love them dearly, but I, and, and I know that, that I've had to be careful because the reality is that, that there is an agenda right now. There's a battle in heaven, and it's, it's not for the body of people. It's not for, for our physical being. The battle that's going on right now is for our soul. Because we're all going to die. That's a given. But when we die, how will we think and what will we think? What will we worship or who will we worship? Who will we believe? What will we believe? There's tension. I am, as most of you know, by nature, I am not a sensitive individual. I wish I was. But I'm not. And when I try to be sensitive, it betrays me. I hate that. So I had our ushers and greeters send out a text about, you know, we, we were with this new rise. You know, we're trying to be nice. I, I think I'm probably supposed to be prophetic and not nice. I, I just, nice does not work for me. Nice is not a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Now, I want to be kind but I want to be truthful. So I send this out and I get backlash because I just suggested, I'll never require you to do anything. You can wear jeans, shorts, hats, whatever you want to this house. And I want you to know, I stand by that. I want there to be freedom. I want you to feel free. I want people to be free. I want, I want those who feel compromised and vulnerable to stay home and do what they need to do. And I'll applaud you for that. Just take care of yourself. But you can't take care of me and you can't take care of your neighbor. They're free to take care of themselves. If they want to go drive a car uh, 120 miles an hour on the Kilpatrick turnpike, turnpike between here and Tulsa, that, I mean, I know it's dangerous for you, but they might go to jail. But, but they're free. So now, we, the, going back to the Bible, <laughs> we've all heard Jesus is coming back. And we all shout hallelujah. And then I said, and if I put a gun in your head and said he's coming back for you right now, you wouldn't get excited about Jesus coming back. How excited are we really? So here's the question. You had a Judas. He had an assignment. He fulfilled it. As a result, Jesus died, rose from the dead, and now we have salvation. So I'm talking to my son. I said, Chris, what if... What if this is the introduction to seeing Jesus again? Of course, then when you say that, people think you're weird. I don't think it's weird at all. Talking about Christ, return, heaven, to me, that's just normal conversation. But it begins to freak people out, especially during times like these. But I'm thinking to myself, I'm not afraid at all. I don't care. I'm never been afraid. I'm not afraid to die. I don't care. I've been in countries where they were having coups. I was locked up. Uh, behind 
fences with razor wire when they're having a political rally right outside my house when I was living in Africa. It was the first time I thought, who cares? Why am I afraid to die? Why? Why are we so attached to our mortality when immortality brings with it no more sorrow, no more tears, no more sadness, no more sickness? I, I, this, this, this is not the sermon I prepared, so forgive me for, for navigating this. But I just began this morning as I was praying, thinking, God, what, what are you doing? Could you help me? What are you doing? I don't believe any bad thing is from God. I really don't. Every good and perfect gift, the Bible says, comes from him. But he will take things that are bad, and he will use them. I was talking to an evangelist friend of mine the other day, and he said this would be the last way. He said, I would never want to not believe in Jesus of all the times in my life I would want to believe in Jesus today. Now, with that said, my little mother's in heaven today. Buried her in April. Could only have graveside. I had to do three services. Graveside for my mother because of COVID. She would always tell me, son, she was a, she'd get on her knees. I got her Bible. My name's in there more than any other kids. They think it's because she liked me. I think it's because she knew I needed more prayer than any of them. But she would tell me about this thing called 666. I'm not trying to freak anybody out. Don't turn me off right now. This could get exciting. If I were a Hollywood movie, you'd call your friends right now and tell them to watch. This is getting really weird. But it's really not. It's really biblical. I believe that we will experience the greatest outpouring of God's presence and spirit in the last days. I am not the kind of person that believes in defeat. So I believe if Christians will stand up and rise up and use this moment to declare we are at a place today where that quick the fulfillment of prophecy could happen. Chips, technology, electronics, it could happen in a second. And I believe that the world system is designed to prepare for that day. There are people designing right now for that day. Now, you could get freaked out, and my children would probably say, Dad, you're a conspiracy theorist. I'm really not. I believe in biblical prophecy. And I just, I'm not trying to scare anybody. As a matter of fact, I'm so excited I can hardly stand it. Because I'm going to I, I, I'm gonna get to see Jesus. And I, but I want more people to go to heaven than ever before. I want more people to know him than ever before. And this is not about works. It's, and everything is happening. There's so much hate. And I, I, I can't do hate. This can't do hate. People who hate, I have to tune them out. You should not hate anybody. You shouldn't hate Joe Biden. You shouldn't hate Donald Trump. You shouldn't hate Barack Obama. You, you shouldn't hate Bill Clinton. 
And all of these have been targets for division and, 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 and nothing surprises God. Listen to me, I'm not, this is not a political agenda. Please don't hear that. It's a biblical agenda to say love your neighbor, love people. Love one another. That's how the world's going to know we're his disciples. We as Christians cannot get on a platform in a tirade and start tearing people down and building Jesus up. They will not listen. We must build Jesus up. Love strong. Love loud. Love obviously. And I'm preaching to me because I don't want to get sucked into the vortex of the division and the hatred in our country. I want to be a voice of hope and life and faith and mercy that God is a good God and that he loves everyone and that Jesus paid the price for all mankind, past, present, and future. It's time. It's time. Whatever is happening right now in the world, I don't even want to stop it. I want to figure out how to use it. We all have our opinions, and that's all they are. We have our opinions. I, I, I don't have any scientific proof either way, and they're, even scientists are battling each other as to what's accurate, what's not accurate. Who do we believe? I believe this. God will never leave us, and he will never forsake us, ever. And he said, if you do pass from any situation on earth, I have gone to prepare a place for you that where I am, you might be also. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, you might be also. I can have a happy day. If I follow this, this is my CNN, Christ News Network. So every day, if you're not following me, you might want to. I'm loving getting up every morning about 5.30. And every morning, I get in my Bible, and I just go through it going, God, what might help the most people today? The other day, I tried to do what Israel did in the wilderness, and I tried to get a scripture the day before. <laughs> I felt reprimanded. It's like God said, I tell you, I got fresh manna for you in the morning. You don't need it today. But here's the reality, church. We live in a world that's scared to death. And I am so sorry for the losses that many have experienced. I really am. But I have a word for all of us. You're not going to stop death. It's never going to happen. You say, well, we can minimize it. There's some truth to that. Some. But I've always felt like when it's my time to go, I'm going to go. I'm just going to go. And there's nothing you can do to stop it. Nothing I can do to stop it. Now, I'm not going to try to be a fool. I don't have to try. I succeed regularly. But what I want us to understand is this. The fear, the cloud that's over you will prevent you from seeing the goodness of God. 
And the Bible says he's not given us a spirit of fear. So if he hasn't given it to us, why are we holding on to it? Why are we embracing it? And I know I'm going to get pushed back, but, you know, and I know there are people who hate me. I'm used to it. But I'm going to say what I need to say because that's Mark Crow's way. I can't say something that is not real to me. And if you look at my notes, this is not my sermon. I, 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 I just came, and this happens once a quarter where I just wake up and God just goes, I don't like what you have to say today, change it. And this is one of those days where I thought, what if? What if this is a Judas moment where Jesus is saying, stop praying against and start praying for her. For my kingdom to come. For my will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, protect your heart. Protect your heart. That's first and foremost. Some of us, and I've had to protect my heart talking to two of my West Coast children because they live in Liberalville. And, and I've had to just say, you know, I care more about my kids and my relationship with them than being right. But I did say, you know, to Chris, I said, Chris, what if? What if this is all playing out exactly according to biblical prophecy? God didn't send it, but he did tell us what was going to happen. And someday, he's going to split the eastern skies. Now, think about that just for a moment. Where does the sun rise? In the east. He will rise up. I just, here's what I'm saying. Think on the right things. Think about the right things. Rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say rejoice. We don't understand everything, but we know the one who understands it all. I've never had such a difficult time leading in my life. You say one thing. You get a whole group of people angry at you. You say something else, you get another group of people angry at you. All I want to do is I want to keep you full of joy till the day closes. Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. The devil would love to not steal your life. He wants to steal your peace. He wants to steal your joy. He wants to steal your dreams. He wants to steal your vision. He knows we're all going to die. That's not his goal. The goal is to rob us of God's purpose for us on earth. Protect it. Protect your heart. Don't be hateful. Don't get bitter. If someone wants to argue, let them look in the mirror and have a battle with themselves. Just say, I love you. love you because love never fails sometimes it just takes time people have been wounded abused, molested we don't know everybody's past but we can point everyone toward their future
We can give everyone hope. We can give everyone love. We can bring life to the lifeless, hope to the hopeless by simply watching what we say and how we say it. I don't want to be the same person today that I was yesterday. That would mean I didn't grow and I didn't learn anything. I'm fighting with everything in me every day to stand firm and strong in God's Word and who God made me to be and what He's called me to do. It all begins with loving those closest to you. About every day I said, Lord, help me love my wife the way you love her. And I almost stutter every day I pray that prayer knowing what that's going to cost me. Why? How did he love us? He gave his life for us. Now, when you pray that prayer and you really know what it means, it, 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 it makes me stutter. And it doesn't matter who she is, how she behaves, or what she says. It's on me. It's on us to love people regardless of who they are. Now, fortunately, I don't have a hard time doing that with her, but I'm just saying it, 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 when I think about the overwhelming love of God, it's a little overwhelming. So in, in, in this crisis, if I could say anything, a mask might help you physically, but love will help you spiritually. Keep on loving everyone. Keep on being kind to everyone. Minimize frustration. Apprehend it. Give yourself to the love of God. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You take what the enemy meant for harm and you turn it for good. We're going to be kind. We're going to bless and not curse. And Lord, we know that we carry your anointing. We carry your blessing. And we declare today, God, that we've been bought with a price. We belong to you. Help us today, Jesus. With every head bowed, every eye closed, those of you watching online, a good number of you today watching online, Thank you. If you know people who need to hear this message again, wait until it's uploaded because there's no way I can preach it the second time the way I did the first. But I'll try. Call your friends and say, tune in at 11. I believe in prophecy. I don't believe it's ever died out. I believe that everything Jesus did when he was on earth, he's still doing today. Maybe in different forms and fashion, but he's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. We're all looking for a miracle. We need a miracle. We have the right person in Jesus. If we put our faith in him, I believe with everything in me 
that if things don't go the way we would like for them to go, we will still hold on to a peace that passes understanding, a joy that's very difficult to even speak about because we put our trust in him. I can't explain a lot of things that have happened as a pastor as I've visited people and done funerals. I can't explain it, but I can say this. If we're ready to meet Jesus, I don't need any other explanation. He said, I'll prepare a place for you. And now we have to prepare a place in our heart for the one who's prepared a place for us. I want to ask all of you to pray this with me. Say, Father God, thank you so much for sending your only son to die on the cross for my sin. Jesus, thank you for giving your life for me. Today I give my life to you. I repent of my sin and I declare today with great faith I am forgiven. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. If you prayed that prayer to rededicate your life or for the first time to give your life to Jesus, let me ask you to do something really simple. We utilize technology because it's available to us. And if you're watching online right now, what I want to ask you to do is text the word SAVE to 405-500-1310. Just text SAVE to 405-500-1310. And put your name in there if you would, please. Hello, this is Pastor Mark Crow. I just want to take a quick moment to thank you for joining us online. We hope you have a blessed week this week and get to be a blessing to those around you. I want to invite you to join us at Mosaic Church OKC next week at 9.30 a.m. and 11 a.m. or join us online. God bless you.